This is Vigneto, a podcast. From the sun and soil they grow. From the land and sea they roam. Drinking wine in the great unknown. I'm Susanna Gold. I'm a wine educator, brand ambassador, writer, and marketer with a keen interest in both new and old world wines. My websites are vignettocommunications.com and susannagold.com. And of course, I have a wine blog, avinata.com. I'm particularly keen on Italy, where I lived for 15 years. While I do consider myself a wine geek, I love to look at wine from all aspects. One of the things I want to do with this podcast is delve into the many facets of the wine world, looking at it from multiple points of view. The podcast will have different series, and for the next 10 weeks, I will be discussing the topic of sustainability with my friend and fellow wine lover, geek, and expert, Sunny Gandara. Hi, everyone. I'm Sunny, and I've worked in multiple facets in the wine industry uh, over the past 15 years or so. Currently, I'm the U.S. brand director for Quechabella, which is an Italian winery located in Tuscany, and uh, I have a special interest in vegan and organic wines. I'm also the global wine director for Matthew Kenny Cuisine, which is a worldwide plant-based hospitality and restaurant group. Um, a trained chef and food and wine blogger on the side where my focus is on pairing wines with plant-based dishes. I want everyone to discover the enormous, exciting and delicious world of plants and the gastronomic pleasures you can get eating a vegan diet with a glass of wine, of course. Of course. I'm actually trying to go in that direction, Sunny, so it's thanks to you if I ever become vegan. Ah. So- <laughs> We're here with Ilaria Petito, a wine producer from Donna Chiara Winery in Erpina, which is in Campania, Italy. Hello and welcome, Ilaria. We are so excited you are here to join us for our third episode in our sustainability series. It's always great to view a topic from another point of view. We've got a lot of questions to ask you about your winery and your view on what's happening in Italy. So my first question to you is, what are you doing at Donna Chiara in terms of sustainability in the soils, with water, with air? Yes. Hello. So thank you for inviting me. This is a very important topic, I I believe. So I think that at Donna Chiara, we born sustainable because it was my mother in 2005 to establish the winery. And she was very open-minded at that time because she already um, did, um, for instance, everything here to be sustainable. So she did a solar implant to give the power, to provide the power to the winery. She did an implant to collect the raining water Uh, that we uh, use uh, uh, here uh, at the winery. And uh, also she started to um, train uh, the vineyards here around the winery as uh, organic. So she really um, understood that uh, it is important to be, um, I mean, to pay attention, to take care uh, of, uh, you know, our environmental and uh, of course uh, for everybody, that work in uh, in uh, you know in the agricultural field this is uh, very important so um, we born uh, sustainable and uh, of course this is our philosophy we keep uh, 
um, this uh, this line this way. And um, uh, now, so we have uh, the production of Fiano di Avellino, which is um, certified as organic. And um, also we did um, some years ago another certification in Viva that also is for sustainable uh, winery. So we keep uh, this uh, philosophy in order to um, to try, of course, uh, to not affect uh, uh, you know our um, uh, environmental, our uh, the you know ambience. Of course, that we want to uh, to keep uh, safe as much uh, as we can. Yeah. So Campania is known for growing largely native varieties, right? Which um, gives the region an advantage when it comes to being able to more easily um, adapt sustainable and organic winemaking methods because native varieties are more adopted to the local conditions and therefore require less manipulations or inputs uh, to produce local, uh, to, to produce quality wine. And what's your view on this? And are you or other growers taking advantage of this in the region? Uh, yes, uh, I knew many, um, I know many producers that are um, already organic or they are converting their vineyards to um, organic uh, a train. The the point is that, um, as you said before, not all the grapes uh, um, uh, have the same capacity to react to uh, to the attack of the disease. And so, for instance, uh, um, we do the organic uh, training with Fiano di Avellino here in Montefalcione because Fiano di Avellino is a kind of grape that um, because it's a late um, harvest varietal, so it's a, a plant, it's a, a, a grape that um, have to, uh, to resist on the vines for longer because we harvest Fiano end of October. Uh, so um, uh, these grapes has uh, this uh, natural power to resist uh, to the disease. Uh, and so it's, uh, it's easier. But for instance, uh, with uh, another indigenous varietal for white, which is uh, uh, the other GOCG here in Avellino, Greco de Tufo, uh, the Greco um, uh, grapes are very uh, delicate. So it, it is so difficult uh, also to um, uh, follow the right maturation of this grape that uh, um, with the Greco is very difficult sometimes to be 100% um, organic. And so in general here in Irpinia, uh, the most used uh, training system is a Lotta Integrata, which is uh, one step before uh, the, the organic. Um, and now um, this Lotta Integrata is also a certification because, of course, it's for um, uh, winery that are very sensitive to the pesticide use. So we use uh, um, a small quantity of pesticide where we do the Lotta Integrata, but uh, this is not 100% uh, organic. What about Falangina? Is Falangina a grape that could be cultivated organically in your view? Yes, I think so. Also because Falangina is um, the varietal that we harvest uh, as a first. Um, and then the Falangina, it depends also where, you know, because in Campania you have uh, Falangina everywhere. So uh, we have Falangina in, uh, in Napoli, in Benevento, in Avellino, on the on the coast and in the land. Um, I believe that maybe um, on the coast it, it's easier instead of uh, here in uh, in Avellino because uh, you you know that uh, you know Avellino has a continental weather is very 
uh, cold in winter, very humid, uh, very rainy. So um, here is very difficult uh, um, to do, you know, the, uh, the organic training on, on this uh, kind of grapes. Uh, um, we can tell you that the, the most resistant uh, grape for, uh, for white is Tiano de Avellino for sure. And uh, the Ayanico also um, can, be, can be made, uh, trained as organic because also uh, Ayanico is a late harvest varietal, so it's very rich in the polyphenols and also the element that um, helps uh, help the, um, the fruit to uh, to stay on the on the vines for uh, for so long until the end of November with uh, you know rain and cold and humidity and still uh, keep uh, the fruit very safe. That's very interesting. I hadn't thought. I mean, I love Sunny's question. I hadn't really thought about each of the different varieties and why one grape is um, easier to train in an organic method rather than another. So in terms of Campania in Erpina, because you're in the mountains um, and because it is a continental climate, do you uh, do you see a lot of producers looking to be organic or just a few? And are some of them more biodynamic kind of what are you seeing in terms of the number of people in your particular part of Campania? I can tell you that uh, there are many small, small producers. They are uh, organic also because um, Sometimes it's very expensive, you know, to uh, to uh, to take care of the vineyards, and you know, with different uh, treatment and products. And so, in the past, for instance, when um, I went to visit uh, different small producers with uh, a U.S. journalist that was a friend, and he asked to me to you know to be his guide here in Irpinia. We saw these vineyards and uh, they were organic for sure because uh, they were not using product, just, you know, taking care of the, the vineyards uh, in, uh, in a very um, rustic way. Um, now I can tell you that um, many uh, producers that I know, big also producers and the medium producers are doing uh, uh, this conversion to organic because it's um, maybe it's a trend and maybe they really understood that uh, it is um, important also because you know there are many regional law that um, are uh, now paying attention to uh, you know the pollution the pollution so there are some regional uh, um, law that uh, tell us that it's forbidden you know to do to use some product uh, during the the vineyard's tract treatment and so uh, it's natural you know to move uh, um, to the use of uh, something which is um, more natural and less aggressive. Uh, and also because uh, maybe the market uh, is asking for this, uh, um, you know, product. So many, um, you know, big wineries, uh, of course, are uh, producing, uh, you know, organic wine. I was going to ask you, are, do you find your customers, because I know you have loyal customers who visit you in Campania and who, you know, here in the United States and in other parts of the world, do they are they starting to ask for organic wine? Do they talk to you about sustainability and ask you those kind of questions? 
to, to be honest, uh, um, I see this attention only from, um, from a few uh, countries. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, countries where you have the monopoly, and so sometimes the monopoly uh, use this tool uh, like organic wines uh, to make a choice, you know, uh, among uh, so many different wines. The point, uh, the problem uh, is that um, often they are not um, uh, open to pay more for organic products. Uh, and uh, so I can tell you, for instance, that our Fiano di Avellino organic, which is uh, more expensive compared to the other Fiano, um, is not selling well uh, like the other one. Because when they have to pay more because the product is organic, they are not uh, um, ready to, you know, to pay for, for this. So this is uh, something that really uh, disappointed me because, uh, of course, uh, we know that uh, um, to train uh, the vineyards as organic is very expensive because uh, you have to do uh, almost uh, something every week uh, or every day, you know, in the vineyards. So we do, uh, for instance, this uh, with our piano because the vineyard is around the, the winery. So we really see uh, everything and we can be very ready to to do something uh, if, uh, for instance, it's uh, it's raining a lot. Uh, so it's expensive and uh, I don't see from the market, uh, the attention uh, to, you know, to be ready to, to pay more for organic product. To wants organic, but nobody wants to pay for it. Nobody realizes the amount of work it takes. And um, working with an organic uh, winery myself, I know exactly how uh, much work goes behind it and, and how, how expensive it can be. Uh, my question was like, besides the financial aspect, what do you think are, you kind of started to answer it, but um, what do you find is the most challenging aspect of uh, organic or sustainable winemaking? The, uh, I can tell you that um, it is, uh, first of all, very difficult uh, uh, to get uh, the, the organic certification uh, every year. For instance, uh, uh, two days ago, I got an email from the um, the the, uh, the office that uh, uh, do the, the the checking. Not uh, not from the office that gives the certification, but from another office that generally can do uh, analysis, checking on the wines. So they took our bottles. They did some um, analysis on the wine. And they wrote to us. Uh, uh, to uh, inform us that uh, in the analysis, uh, they uh, found a small uh, um, quantity of something which is not um, uh, possible on organic wines, but uh, um, it was uh, so minimal that uh, um, even the office said that this is uh, accidental. Um, so um, it's very difficult to... Um, to have the certification because when, for instance, you uh, you are in a place where other producers have their um, vineyards around you, you cannot be uh, sure that they can uh, they don't affect your vineyard with their product. 
So it's a challenge in terms of that you do all your efforts and your vineyard sometimes for something that is not your fault uh, can be that uh, you lose the certification or, or stuff like that. Then uh, um, I, I can tell you that um, it's, uh, it's very, in general, working in, uh, with nature and the know is, is very is a challenge because every year we are having something, uh, um, you know, the, the weather is changing a lot. So even if there are so many research in terms of, you know, uh, helps producer, but we lose the production almost half of the, of the quantity every year. So um, I don't, right now, I don't see a big difference uh, between uh, the vineyards that we train as organic and the other vineyards that we train as uh, Lotta Integrata because uh, um, every year we have something uh, uh, from, uh, from the weather that affect uh, one or the other vineyards. So it doesn't depend on the treatment that we do, but it's something that we cannot control. Of course, as a philosophy, I, I hope that the, 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 the fact that now uh, the, all the, you know, the countries are, more, are paying more attention to you know, health and to, uh, to protect you know, nature and uh, the environment from the pollution. Of course, I know that uh, many um, pesticide or many products like this can really affect uh, also uh, people. But I, I think that this is something that really uh, is not uh, um, about wine. It's more about you know the agricultural in general. In Campania, for instance, we we have a big section of uh, uh, you know agricultural company. And so um, in wine, I saw the attention for, uh, for the nature and for the, uh, you know, the health since the beginning. I don't think this problem is related to, to the vineyards and to the wine. Not in Campania, not in, uh, in Irpinia where all the producers are small mainly. And so they do, uh, you know, and healthy and uh, very, a very good, uh, you know, production. I have a question about, um, do you think that with the changes that we're going to see from climate change, do you think it will make it easier or harder to do organic? Harder, for sure, because uh, we are having, uh, for instance, uh, tropical storms here that we never saw before. Uh, I I can tell you that since I'm doing this uh, work here at the winery, um, the last uh, five four years, uh, you know, we we saw a big change. The temperature is changing. Uh, um, we are uh, having a come si dice grandine hell hell mm-hmm. hell uh, frost uh, almost every year. Wow. So we have a so big um, also fluctuation. We, for instance, sometimes in April is a summer and after two weeks is a winter and we have a frost and then we have a, a you know, hell. You know, the, the region is helping, of course, a lot in terms of, um, you know, finance, financement that they give to the producers. Uh, but when you uh, lose... Uh, 
the 50%, 40% of the production, then even if um, you, there is nothing that uh, you, you can do. I, I'm, I'm talking about small uh, production because here in Irpinia, as you know, uh, we don't have huge uh, uh, vineyards like in Sicily or in Puglia. We have very small uh, vineyards, two, three hectares, the medium size of the, uh, of the vineyards because we do quality uh, wines, the DOCG wines. Uh, and so um, the, I can tell you that uh, the, the climate uh, is the first uh, thing which is affecting us. So with the organic treatment is very difficult to, to, um, to try to, to save, uh, you know, the, the vines, the, the vineyards from, uh, from all these. Uh, that makes a lot of sense and is, you know, worrisome, but understandable. So with that, you know, do you know um, sort of how many, percentage-wise, how many wine growers in Campania do farm organically or choose to farm, even though they're not certified, but they may may adopt organic techniques? Do you have any idea of sort of the percentage in total for the area? Uh, I don't know the exact the exact percentage, but also because here, to give you an idea, only in Avellino province, we have about 300 wineries, but there are like 10 wineries that are well known and has a medium, a big production. And then there are 290 that are very, very small. And then out of Irpini, out of the province of Avellino, I really don't know, for instance, in Benevento, where we have the very big wineries because we have the cooperative. Uh, the, the big cooperative are concentrated in Benevento area. And so there, uh, I, I don't think uh, they are organic because they have so many um, producers that uh, gives uh, their um, grapes to them uh, because they are, uh, you know, very, very big, huge in Benevento area. In, uh, in Naples and in Salerno, I really don't know the percentage of organic, but I can tell you that here in Irpinia, I'm sure that um, it's quite big because it's now, yeah, the trend is uh, uh, to, you know, the conversion. And I know many producers that are uh, in conversion since already four, five, six years. Susanna, also Teresa, for instance, Petilia, also, do you remember Casa d'Alto that uh, we, we did um, the video together uh, in the evening? Yes. Yeah, yeah, all of them are organic, but, you know, small producers uh, uh, mainly are organic. It's interesting. I was thinking about something you said before, which is something that I firmly believe that even if you're organic, if your neighbor is not organic, it's very hard to get certification because what things will come into your fields that may not be from your winery, but might be from a neighbor's winery. So I know that that I know you have a very big vineyard of Fiano in Irpina. So you might not have any neighbors around you in that big vineyard. Is that right? Yeah. Here in Montefalcone, because I'm up of the hill, so you know, even if there are other vineyards, for instance, Mastro Berardino is down, just down my vineyards, 
with uh, uh, Vigna Zofiano de Velino, but I'm up, so I'm okay. But in, uh, in uh, the area where I have the Ianico in Torlenocelle, is a flat uh, area because it's 300 meters above the sea level and I'm surrounded by other vineyards. This is why there we do the Lotta Integrata and we, we don't do the organic because I can tell you that here in Montefalcione, even if we are up of the hill, each time that um, we have some, uh, you know, controller, they always find an accidental, uh, very, you know, uh, limited quantity of something that uh, you can never, you know, avoid. I mean, that just seems to me kind of inevitable, unless the entire district or the entire area declares that they want to go organic. I don't see how you couldn't find traces of substances that perhaps in another field, even not so close, might use. So sort of, yeah. Please. But another another thing that I can tell you is that, for instance, before I mentioned that the region company is giving the money for uh, you know the to help the producer to to train uh, the vineyards, but the the amount of money that they give for the lotta integrata is uh, um, bigger compared to the amount that they give for organic training. I don't know why. That doesn't <laughs> make a lot. But okay, but uh, maybe also this is uh, the reason why not uh, you know everybody go immediately to organic because you know uh, you get more money, more help uh, if you do this lot integrated, which is uh, since a long time the training that the, the European community uh, maybe because it's something that you can do in uh, uh, you know more countries. Because, of course, the European community, we, when they think about wine, they have uh, not the same uh, mind that we have in Italy or in France, so where, you know, the, the wine is part of the, the tradition. But, uh, you know, they have to think uh, for uh, uh, wine uh, in all the European countries. And so the Lotta Integrata maybe is the training that can be used uh, everywhere yeah i mean you you sort of um, answered it a little bit earlier that i do that you said that there were trends of of uh, wineries converting to organic um i don't know if you there's anything else that you see happening uh when it comes to sustainable farming is there more awareness is there more desire to sort of move in that direction or is are people still kind of being held back financially or what do you see in sort of overall uh movement no, I see. I can tell you, for instance, that, that now I have also relation uh, with um, with a big uh, winery, which is in north of Italy, Mezza Corona, and they um, are doing uh, a lot in terms of uh, sustainability. Uh, I think the concept uh, is a little bit, uh, I mean, different. Uh, um, sustainability is uh, bigger, you know that uh, it's much more means much more than just uh, to be organic in the in the vineyards um i i believe that this trend uh, uh, that is um, of course uh, starting from big uh, wineries uh, such as mezza corona but many others uh, in order of italy is uh, something that will uh, um, be uh, something that uh, um, will be bigger and uh, uh, I think it will um, go from uh, 
you know, uh, north to, to all uh, the Italian region in the next future, because uh, uh, also in the, you know, recovery fund, uh, all this, uh, uh, you know, is, uh, is focused on, uh, on sustainability. So now uh, each uh, winery is uh, thinking that uh, this is the, the only way to, uh, to go, you know, to, to survive and to, to try to be um, among uh, the, you know, the wineries that are doing the right, uh, the right thing, the right way. So I, I think that sustainability should be, as I, I said before, uh, the only way to, of thinking for people that work in, uh, in agricultural field. So I hope that this will uh, um, will be something that will be a philosophy, not just in wine, because generally uh, people that work in wine are already paying a lot of attention to this, but also to agricultural in general, because sometimes uh, in, uh, in in other uh, you know field uh, they are thinking more to the business. Uh, instead of thinking to protect, uh, you know, the, the environment. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And also what you brought up about sustainability being a much larger term, not just about being organic in the in the field, if you will. And we actually did cover some topics um, on our first uh, podcast where we just kind of went over what that um, entails and obviously also how you treat your workers and how you... Uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, local environment and, and, and um, towns and such. But um, thank you. That uh, was very eye-opening what you were talking about, what's going on uh, in Campania. And you often think about, you know, because we are told, you know, you have ideal growing conditions, but how climate change really has affected you. And that now you, it may be even hard. It may actually be hard and not easier. Um, so I think that's something to to think about and uh, maybe we'll, we should all try a little harder to take care of our <laughs> mother earth, right? It's expensive, you know, it's expensive. Working in, uh, in the wine, in the wine generally is very expensive in general. Doing uh, an organic uh, training uh, when you do things, uh, I mean, not just living the vineyards, uh, uh, living his own life, but when you want to keep the vineyards in the perfect condition and be organic, you have to, to have people, uh, I mean, uh, employees dedicated to this every week and uh, this is expensive. So I, I think it's also uh, all the things have to work together. Also the market, the, the consumers have to, to be open to understand that they have to, to pay a little bit more for something which is healthy, you know, healthier compared to the regular product. Otherwise, how the, the wineries can uh, afford this, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, we all have to chip in for sure. Well, that was a great kind of last part of our podcast, because that's exactly <laughs> how we both view sustainability. Even if Sonia doesn't love the, the word, we agree about the fact that it encompasses more than just being organic in the vineyard. So it's really great to hear that you see it that way. And in fact, I think my view of sustainability is a little bit informed by all the Italian producers I speak to and the way the Italians use the word sustainability, because here in America, sometimes the part that has to do with employees, we put under the topic of social responsibility. But I know in Italy, it's kind of subsumed into sustainability. So it was so great to speak to you this morning, Ilaria. Really, thank you for coming on and joining 
Sonny and I in this journey in our weekly podcast. So thank you so much. It was great to see you. Um, thank so you, Sonny and Susanna. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for coming. Well, that was another great episode. I'm looking forward to our talk next week with Jason Haas of Tablas Creek Winery from Paso Robles in California. His winery has been doing great things in terms of sustainability and regenerative agriculture for many years. Sonny and I will be speaking with him on our fourth episode of the sustainability series here at the Vigneto Podcast. You can find our podcasts on Fridays wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. This is Vigneto, a podcast. From the sun and soil they grow. From the land and sea they